time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors. I am, of course, the podcast make you feel better. And with me, as always, is the millionaire money mentor himself, Lloyd Ross. How are you doing, Lloyd? Dynamic, my friend Phil. Doing dynamic. I'm excited. Yeah, markets have gone crazy at the moment. It's fun. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Seen some interesting posts in the group. And that group yeah. is the stock market for beginners group that you can go facebook.com slash groups stock dirty to me. And uh, you can find us there. We have updated the URL so that you guys as the podcast listeners can come join us and you can get us live every, uh, oh, we're going to have to change it up, but it's today. It was Wednesdays, but now going forward, it's going to be Thursdays at seven 30 uh, Eastern standard time. Cause that's what the group voted on. So we're updating that. Uh, the announcement uh, after the recording about that, but uh, Lloyd, for nice you, it's a Friday. We have a democratic group. It's good. Yeah. People vote. <laughs> That's how we came up with the name. the 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 group voted on names, uh, or well, submitted names, and then uh, yeah. we picked uh, our top favorites. And uh, of course, Stock Dirty won out big time. Stock so that's how we're going to do. Yeah, that's Stock cool. Dirty to me. And whenever I tell friends the name of the podcast, they're like. It's the greatest name for a podcast. Yeah. So it's yeah. very marketable. Um, and we, we like that. And so the group ch- decided to change the date of the recording. So that's what we're going to do. So more people can watch live and join and ask questions. So you guys are free to ask away. And um, yeah. So Lloyd, what's new with you? What's happening in your portfolio on that? Well, <laughs> nothing at the moment. Just sitting there waiting, just building up cash. It's just very hard to... Uh, yeah, there's things out there that are pretty interesting, but again, I just don't think it's. Uh, I love. I've been contemplating. I love Berkshire Hathaway so much. I, I actually held a ton of shares in Berkshire years ago that just did so well for me, and I, I didn't really want to sell them at the time, but the situation was that I needed to because I needed the dividend income for a transition out of my job. But um, yeah, I love Berkshire. I think it's a wonderful buy. I think it's you could just not. It's just going to kill it in the next few years with inflationary costs, but. Um, yeah, the interesting thing about the the market is that you know inflation's now eight and a half percent, and expected to rise to ten percent, which is just insane, right? When you think about double digit inflation rates, we haven't seen that for many many decades. Yeah. And what I think is fascinating is they think the Fed is going to do eight rate rises just this year alone, and that's fascinating because there's a lot of companies and people out there with a ton of debt, so they're going to feel the pinch, and I think there's going to be a recession. That's, I just don't think that there's a hard land. There's a soft landing for this thing. No, uh, they're trying to with these increase. I know I, I was hearing that they're trying to stop a recession from happening or at least make it a little easier. But it's going to be painful coming if they do eight, like you say. Yeah, it'll be painful. It, well, it won't. It's probably largely priced into the market because it's public. But what I've noticed with the market, it's so weird, even though it's common knowledge that it's going to happen. What I find fascinating is that investors still don't think it is. And so what happens is rates go up and then all of a sudden they sell off. So you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't priced in. So does that make sense? So I think that we're going to see a lot of growth stocks drop back in their PE ratios. Like you're not going to see these, 
you know, 20, late 20 and early 30 times earnings, it'll be, it'll come right back, I think. So be very precarious, yeah, about buying into tech stocks at the moment. I just think it's very challenging. I think they're a bit fully priced, but there's some good bargains out there. Like there's some good deals out there. I think Berkshire is a good deal. I think obviously Alibaba is a good deal. Um, oh, yeah, I, uh, I bought into some Alibaba t- this week. I'm starting my portfolio on Wealth Simply and mentioned yeah. to you in the uh, in our group chat that I, I got VU because, you know, that's Tony's favorite and uh, yeah. he's always touting it. And, uh, yeah, and it's an index fund, does great. And then uh, Alibaba because I know if you're going uh, big and you're <laughs> following some bigger investors, I'm like, why not buy some? So I bought yeah. some $50 worth of Alibaba and $50 mm-hmm. of VU. And on Friday, I'm going to buy another $50 of one or the other, which is a cool. dollar cost average into them. Yeah. Well, interestingly, man, um, Charlie Munger, the Daily Journal liquidated half of its Alibaba position that's, a week that's, ago. Did you- yeah, about a week ago, maybe five days ago, three days ago. Yeah, three days ago, I think it came out on the um, data data Roma, uh, the ten Ks. So they have to put in their portfolio position, but it's not his personal portfolio; it's the Daily Journals. And I think that what happened, he stepped back as the chairman a few days before. Okay. And so I think what's happened is the company is now under the different chairman leadership, and they've probably liquidated or converted to HK or something's happened. But I don't think it's Charlie doing it. So. I'm super bullish on Bubba. I think it's one of the best deals in the in the market. And I love Berkshire. I love Bubba. Facebook doesn't look too bad. Um, but it's just hard to tell what's going to happen. And Costco has just dominated. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I don't know, this is probably untouchable. The price is too expensive. But Tesla's interesting. <laughs> Tesla's interesting. Tesla's interesting. Especially uh, when uh, their their leader um, is was maybe possibly was going to be on the board, and sentiment was like no, and then they, he was, and then he wasn't. That was an interesting like couple days weeks we had. Yeah. Well, I think he might be setting up for a hostile takeover. That's why he doesn't want to be on the board. So he Elon doesn't play well with others. I don't think he likes to own it. He likes to be the decision maker, which makes sense for the company. So. I doubt having a board position would excite him. It's that would be like us being on a body corporate committee for a real estate project. It'd be so <laughs> painful. So I don't think he wants to be on the board for that reason. He's got better things to do. He's a disruptor. He wants. Yeah. To, he's he's a very good disruptor. He's the best disruptor. So being on boards doesn't work with disruptors. No, like we saw with uh, with SpaceX and uh, Tesla in the last little while with the yeah. SEC and that. No. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot, he doesn't play well with others in a boardroom. So I don't think that's his bag. But I think he could possibly take over to like he could be a large shareholder of Twitter. Obviously he doesn't want to go over 10% holding because there's other ramifications for that, which is why Warren Buffett often doesn't get a more than 10% holding in a company. Um he keeps it under 10%. There's just different disclosing requirements and it's like a merger then, you know, it's it's a bit different. So anyway. So I don't know what to, what Elon's doing, but I know that I'm just progressively, I think with the fuel prices from inflation that aren't going to go away very quickly. No. It's going to, people are going to pour into EVs. They're going to, it's going to accelerate. It's going to be a tailwind for Tesla because people are going to stop wanting to pay for petrol. They're going to buy a Tesla. Tony, you know, we were talking about the other day. He doesn't think that maybe there's enough money for people to buy these cars, but I think there's a ton of money around. That's the thing. I think that there's debt still cheap. People can still borrow to buy a car for forty-four thousand, right? 
Um, there's equity in homes because a shit ton of properties have just gone through the roof all across the states in the world. So I think there could be a boon for them. Plus, you have people who uh, are take your side hustle mastery who get their financial freedom can go in and get it. You know, buy. Well, there's people. Settle plugs. Settle plugs. <laughs> no, well, it, it, there's there's lots of ways for people to make extra money. So I, I yeah. think a forty-four thousand dollar car is not out of the question. I yeah. just think that that. Yeah, I think Tesla's looking. I've seen more Teslas in the car park. I've seen more the, the earnings. I think it's 160 times earnings now. So it still has to execute perfectly for it to justify its current valuation of a thousand dollars a share. But, but, but I don't know where the what. It's a giga like the battery business in itself is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. Elon was talking about buying, probably half jokingly, buying lithium mines, so that they can scale because of just the quantity of lithium that they're trying to actually acquire for the batteries. So. Yeah, I think Tesla's interesting. It was not as overvalued as it was because it, it was a thousand times earnings, which is ridiculous. It was so expensive. But now the earnings are starting to come to fruition. And I think it's a bit easier to see where it's going to go. Wouldn't buy it, but wouldn't sell it. Just watching it. So if you own it, you'd keep it, but you're not looking to buy it. Yeah. That's that's a good yeah. thing. That's a that's good thing. Right. So. That's, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Um, I would... Yeah, I would, it, it's steady at the moment. I think that, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get amazing returns from the American, from the US stock market in the next few years, but mm-hmm. it, it all can change in a heartbeat, you know, like if there's a recession and the stocks fall out there are, so all of a sudden there's a good buying opportunity. So we'll see. But It's still, right now, some stocks are still a good buy because they are, it's not looking like they're going to bounce up anytime soon. Yeah, well, like a year ago, Chevron was an amazing buy because it's up seventy percent in twelve months, and Warren Buffett bought that, and he's amazing. You know, so there's always deals. It's like you don't wait for stock market crash; you just look for good deals. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like progressively buying Alibaba. I think it's just a great deal. Um, the cloud business is going to grow. European e-commerce business for them is growing. They're getting smashed because of all of the China stuff. And I just think that they're an undervalued high-tech business and just wonderful business. So one of the last opportunities out there would be for a big company. It would be that think so but yeah it scares people because of china they get frightened off you know particularly the united states Good so we'll see canadian so it's safe yeah that's right yeah exactly <laughs> safe but the other thing too is we'll see the end of this war come to fruition at some point when that happens it'll be more certainly in the market the oil embargo will or the oil situation will be... yeah we won't see inflation uh, get carried away i don't think unless unless they don't increase rates fast enough I think they will. So we'll be okay. Um, if you guys have questions, always make sure you can leave it in the comments. We'll ask uh, the uh, mentors themselves to answer them. So if you have stock questions or stuff like that, please let us know. Um, anything else you want to talk about on this episode, Lloyd? <laughs> uh, someone put here, not the beaches and palm trees. You're like, yeah, live from California, not the beaches and palm trees. Like, you're likely imagining I'm where all the cows and cornfields are. I didn't cool. know they, I didn't know they had that in California. That's yeah. didn't know very that interesting. I thought it was like more the Midwest that had that going. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's good to catch up with the people from California and Tim's on and yeah, if you've got questions, ping them in, we'll, we'll answer them. But um, uh, I think the biggest, the biggest issue with markets at the moment is this, this, this inflation issue. There's no doubt about it. It's the core problem with the economy because you've got everything going up in price, cost of living's going up, um, 
Real estate's becoming unreachable now. And the whole cause of it is the fact that they've left rates too low for too long. That's all. And so as rates go up, we're going to see a big rotation out of these risk assets. So like, that's why I think you're going to see a lot of crypto just get trampled because these risky uh, assets of NFTs and crypto, like money's going to flow back out of those, those areas, those sectors. And in some areas of tech, for sure, look at, I mean, ARK is a good example of that. It's happening, but it hasn't happened fast because they haven't increased rates so quickly. But I know that after eight rate rises, we're going to see a different market. We're going to see a shakeout. And as Warren Buffett says, you don't know who's swimming naked, naked until the tide goes out. And the tide's been up for years and everyone's swimming naked. Companies are like borrowed too much money. Countries have borrowed too much money. They're all going to get, the tide's going to go out with the debt with the increasing cost. And they're going to see you swimming naked. It's going to be fun to watch. It'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, someone has a question. What do you think about Shopify? Yeah, I was going to just wait till you finish that. But yes, what do you think about Shopify? Let's have a look at it. All right, hold on. Let's see here. I haven't looked at it for a while. Up on the screen here. California is the largest producer of agricultural products in the U.S. That's amazing. Go Shopify. Canadian multi-e-commerce, multinational e-commerce company, headquartered in Ottawa, Ontario. That's two hours from where I am. Is the name of the proprietary e-commerce platform for online stores and retail point of sales. Uh, Tobias Lutke is the CEO, founded in 2006. Ottawa revenue, 2.93 billion USD. Subsidiaries, a couple other things, and founders. Here we go. Let's look at the year to date. It's down. Because I know in it, there was a lot of use during the pandemic um, for creating e-commerce stores. But in the last year to date, or the max, it's up, but... It's not from its highest. Oh, it's, been hammered. it's been hammered. It's been hammered. It's been hammered. Um, what's the current price? Current price is $759. And so, oh, this is Canadian because um, I'm in Canada. Okay. So the thing with this business is that um, it's got growing earnings. Yeah, very, very gro- substantial earnings growth. Um, Sorry, it's, it's the USD is uh, $604.78 USD. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of free cash flow generation. So it's already created more free cash flow this year, year to date, than it did in 2021. It more cash flow created than in uh, So the COVID really made this business fly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's selling on a 25 times earning multiple, which for a company that's growing its earnings this rapidly at the moment it's quite cheap i would say price to cash flow way up that doesn't that's weird um return equity yeah look i i i think the reason why this one's a tough one is because i think that there's just been this unrealistic amount of money been poured into this company because of the lockdowns because of covid like it it well, two things. Number one, rates are super low, so people have a lot of money to spend. So it's it's not fake money, but it's just like it's easy money, cheap money, yeah. right, in the economy. People are spending it, and because they're locked down, they were spending it through e-commerce, so they're obviously online buying more stuff, and this is obviously an e-commerce software platform. So that's given a boon to its earnings. It's been this, like, um, unrealistic earnings growth. It's like, it's It's not – I would say it's not a sustainable earnings growth model. 
So that's the hardest thing about picking this stock is figuring out what its regular non-COVID earnings growth is and just deciding am I willing to pay $747 a share? So like right now, the company's valued at $74 billion, right? So you look how you look at these businesses is you look at this, like if you went to Seeking Alpha, just to do a quick back of the fag packet. Um, Seeking Alpha. Let's do this Shopify. So key data. Where is, key data? is there a key data? Um, maybe summary is fine. It's a key data next to ratings usually. Oh, it's not there. That's all good. I think um, if you just go down, it might be a summary below. No, it's not. That's weird. Uh, I'm reading not. summary. Bye bye. So if I look at it, maybe if you go up, if you click on the financials, you'll be able to see. Yeah. Ah, that's not good. There should be a summary, a key data tab. Could be if I subscribe. Let me uh uh you should be able to get it anyway. Doesn't matter. That's all good. It's all good, doesn't matter. I'll just quickly read it out. So the company $77, $77 billion market cap, it's earning $2 billion in net income. So if we look at this from a straight income perspective, it's 2.5% earnings yield, right? It's quite expensive. It's really expensive. From a value investing standpoint, it is. And it's so difficult to know what it's going to earn in the future that it's hard to value at the moment. That's what I find challenging with this stock this business because the way you look at a stock is you look at the business right so you say well do i want to own the shopify uh, do i want to own this business right which means what sort of profits is it going to produce in the next 10 and 20 years if you're going to buy a business you want to know a if it's going to be around for the next 20 years b if it's going to produce substantial profits and profit growth at the same time not be competed away and you're going to have to figure out what is it worth today for me to buy it as a business is it cheap enough based on its current earnings and it, it's not, uh, it's not. I would say it's overly expensive, but I would say definitely not cheap. I'd say it's somewhere in the middle. It's definitely come way off its highs, which is good, which is a good sign. So it's if you're ever going to buy Shopify, it looks like an interesting time to start building a position in it. But do I think it's the best place for your money right now in the whole market? Because you've got to look at investments from that perspective. Is this the number one best investment that I can possibly find in the entire stock market, in the entire world, today for my money that's the that's the question and the question is like probably like no <laughs> so if it's a no it's a no if it's a maybe it's also a no that's what people don't understand like if this is too hard to work out like i look at this and go no nah, it's too hard for me too hard basket put it in there and not it doesn't it doesn't jump out from the screen at me and say roaring by this is so flipping cheap. What are you doing? Put your finger on the click button and buy some. It's not saying that to me. It's saying this is hard to work out. This is hard to value. I don't understand the business well enough. I don't. I don't think it's cheap enough to even warrant even more exploration. I'm gonna pass. That's me. That's how I look at it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think. Uh, I think the pandemic. Because I'm taking a look and it. It just it's just because of the pandemic that it got this big boost. 
yeah. if we didn't have the pandemic, it'd probably be roughly where it is right now in stock price, I think. Maybe a little yeah. cheaper. Because it was on that kind of uh, rate. But if you just look like right before the pandemic hit, yeah, it dropped. Everything dropped. But it was like it was at 531 before the pandemic hit. Yeah, you know, so you know it was on a a, a fairly good rise, so it should be around where it is. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's had it's had unreasonable uh, short term growth tailwinds, and that that aren't sustainable. Obviously, you can see from the graph, but it doesn't mean it's a bad business, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be a wonderful business in future. Own, I I just don't, I can't value it. I don't know enough about it. And if I did just think, oh, it's gone down heaps, so I'm going to buy it, that's speculating. And that just because the stock's gone down doesn't mean that it's gone down for good and doesn't mean it can't continue to go down. I think that's important for people to grasp, you know. So do I think that there's better options in the market for my money? Yes. I would sooner buy Berkshire Hathaway than Shopify. My own risk profile says that, though, what my own goals are and objectives. I'd buy more Bubba. I'd buy Facebook before I bought this, I would say. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's on my radar at the moment. All right. Yeah. That's how you look uh, at stock. Like most of the time when you look at a stock, you're going to say no. I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, it's a no. That's what people don't get. Really, you know, like I'll probably buy one stock every two years maybe. It's just most things are just a no. And you just, when you buy that stock, that's the only stock you'll buy for the next little while. Probably, hopefully forever. Yeah. Hopefully forever. Like I'll never sell... I think it'll be years before I'd even consider one of my, probably two of our positions I'll never sell. Maybe all three positions I'll never sell. I just can't see myself selling them anytime soon. Um, and so when I, when you deploy your capital into an investment, you do want to put it in a place where you don't have to touch it for the next 20 years because you want it just to compound and grow at a pace that's higher than the average market return. So if you can get a return of better than 10%, then you, you're doing better than the market. Um, and that's what Warren tries to do. That's what Charlie tries to do. That's what a lot of the value investors are big hitters try and do. They don't really want to be too active in their positions. Even Bill Ackman, I think he owns like a handful of positions. Hilton Group's one. I think he bought Netflix recently, which is interesting. You know, these guys don't jump around a lot, I don't think. They try not to anyway. Um, because anytime you make a decision as a human being, it can be the wrong one. So you want to limit your decision making. And the way that I learned with Warren Buffett to look at stocks is it's got to jump out at the page at you to be ridiculously cheap. It's got to be stupid. Like you have to look at it and go, that is ridiculous. What the, what, what's it, why is the market pricing it so low? What's, and that compels you to look deeper into it. If you pull the chart of Alibaba up, you'll see what I mean. There we go. Hold on. You'll see what I'm talking about. You got to remember, you know, Alibaba feeds Shopify. People probably don't realize that. Boom, here we go. So right now it's trading at $100. Um, so check out the, the max graph. So it's trading at the same price as what it did almost at its IPO, what, six years ago? Yeah, so it IPO'd at $90. Yeah. And it's just 100 So it's, it's just 100 But check this out. If you go to... Um, What's interesting is if we go to Alibaba, I can't believe there's no data tab on here. Maybe if you analysis. Here we go. There's not much there. Let's pull up Alibaba on my phone. So if you go to the key data tab, you look at Alibaba and you say, okay, this thing is selling for 
nine times free cash flow, which is cheap. Um, it's got a 10,272. It's got a 3.5% earnings yield, which is a whole one percentage point more earnings yield than Shopify. But it's the free cash flow that makes this interesting. So a company, a company that can produce free cash flow means it's got leftover cash after it's paid all of its obligations, its shareholders, everything, right? So you want to buy a business that pumps off free cash flow because you want it to just be able to do things with that cash flow, either buy back shares, invest in new businesses, innovate, R&D, whatever it wants to do, add to its cash balance. It's just a very, very, very important factor to understand with businesses. You want to buy businesses that have a lot of free cash flow and you see the free cash flow growing every year. That is what Warren Buffett looks for, just so you know. And then he doesn't want to buy it at an infinite price. He wants to buy it at a reasonable price. And a reasonable price is he typically buys things for 10 times earnings or 10 times cash flow. And if you look at Alibaba, it's on a probably 11 to 12 times forward earnings multiple. So it's pretty cheap. It's almost cheap enough for Warren to even look at it. So I think this is, and, and you look at the business, All probably all of Shopify's uh, vendors with their products probably all come from Alibaba. AliExpress drop shipped and it's got supply advantages in China that makes it a powerful force in Europe and it's taking on Amazon in Europe right now. It's a massive market, huge market there. And I think it'll, it'll, its engines are roaring in Europe. It's cloud business is growing. Um, they've got a lot of cash at a bank. They've got cash sitting there. They've just announced a $25 billion uh, share buyback, which is cool. Yeah. And they've got a lot going for them. And, no one else has access to China, only them. No one else. Amazon can't do business in China. No. It'll never do business in China. Whereas Alibaba can do business in China and fucking everywhere else just about. It can't do too much in the US right now, but it, it's, it, it, it's got penetration ability. So It supplies the US stores. Like It makes yeah. it so easy for people to do drop shipping or whatever they yeah. need or f yeah. get the stuff over. So it, it may not physically be able to, but it's supplying. Well, it's supplying all the Amazon products. All the third party sellers on Amazon, they go buy yeah. stuff from Alex and sell on Amazon, you know? So there's just really strong competitive moats with Alibaba. It, it holds 55% of the online retail space in China, which is incredible. It's a fucking huge market leading position. And um, it's just cheap. And it's interesting too that it prints, it makes its money in Chinese yuan, RMB, not US dollars, which is also interesting because it's kind of like a backup hedge against the inflation rate of the US dollar. So these these things that happen in the background that you don't think about. So I think it's cheap. I like it. I'm bullish. Have a big position in it. And now looking at this whole thing about where do you put your money, one of the questions you ask yourself is this one of the best investments around at the moment for your money based on its price. The answer is a resounding yes. Are there uncertainties? Absolutely. Definitely. Do I think China's going to pull the rug out from Alibaba? Absolutely not. It's too important to its economy. Do I think that the US is going to delist country? Uh, US? No, it's not going to do that. And, and China's come out and said that's not going to happen. We'll, we'll work it out. So I think all those uncertainties are just they're working in your favor to buy something. So Yeah, because as soon as everything changes, boom, it's going to start going up because everything's the news is going to change in a few well months. you tell me one company in the united states that's got the free cash flow generation and size right 
in a growing market, right? You tell me a company that's selling at flipping 12 times forward earnings. There's none. It doesn't exist. Not nine times free cash flow. The only one that's close is like Facebook that's 16 times, selling 16 times earnings. But it doesn't have it doesn't have the future growth engines, I don't think, that Alibaba has because Facebook's growth engine future is meta. Whereas Alibaba's future growth is continents like Europe yeah. and also cloud, which is not even at scale yet. They reckon that when the cloud business of Alibaba is at scale, it will be worth its current market cap as a whole company. So they think the cloud business future will be worth $270 billion by itself. Well, yeah, because getting? they're going to be probably because the U, uh, Facebook is going to need a place to host their stuff because there's nowhere cheap or going to be big enough. They're going to have to rely on Amazon or Google and they won't want that. So they'll probably go ahead and go with Alibaba, which. Well, Alibaba really will become the second player to Amazon. And even if its business gets half as good as Amazon's business, it's worth tons more than the whole current market cap of the whole company. So it's kind of like you're getting the e-commerce business for free, which is the actual it's the the e-commerce business is the golden goose. It's the egg that lays the golden goose. It's producing the free cash flow. So getting that whole business for free in the next few years is this is the type of thing that I'm saying when it jumps out of the page at you as to how ridiculously cheap it is for quality business. This is the type of thing that gets my attention. And and it's always against the grain. So when I buy this, everyone, oh no, it's gonna they're gonna scream at you, think you're a psychopath for doing it. But that's what you have to understand when it comes to investing. You're not going to make a lot of money if you're doing what everyone else is doing. Does that make sense? You're just not. You know, everyone's buying Tesla. You're probably not going to make a ton of money. Okay. If you do, yeah, it might go for a bit, but you just can't tell. Buying cheap businesses, hopefully this gives us a 70% return in the next 12 months. It's very hard for it to drop below. Like it's it dropped below to 77 because of the fears, but that was just unrealistic fear. We've got a market bottom because if it gets to a certain price, I don't know if people know this, but China itself will buy the shares. There's, it's called the China put. It will buy the share. It will. It does, I'm pretty sure it did that last time. When it when it was a, a crash, I'm pretty sure the Chinese government went and bought a fuck ton of shares in all their own companies. So it's the China okay. put. They're not going to let it go broke. That's the cool thing about it. It's just impossible. This is a wonderful thing. So I don't know. I love it. It's got a floor in the price. And obviously you want to see a company do buybacks, particularly large ones of 25 billion plus. You know, that's what um, Warren Buffett looked for that in Apple. He looked for a share buyback. They had a huge share buyback program and he bought at 10 times earnings with a company that had good future growth prospects, great brand. Um, and he bought it when they just announced a massive, you know, $100 billion buyback or something. It's crazy. And he's, he's like, what, three, four X his money on that. Three X probably. Hey, this could be the because uh, yeah, they just announced like a, a twenty five billion dollar buyback of their shares. Uh, so yeah, this could be uh, the Apple style uh, that uh, for it us. Could be yeah, it could be it could be. I mean, I don't think you're going to see Warren Buffett invest in China. He's very pro America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he uh, Oklahoma, so yeah, like, he's for America. I just don't think you'll see him. Charlie Munger has been the Chinese dude that's been mm-hmm. in there. He's done very well with China. I think he's got a 50x return from Baidu. Or, uh, sorry, from, uh, yeah, might be Baidu. I forget who it was. But um, he, he's, he, I still think he holds shares himself in, in Bubba in his personal portfolio. I'd be very shocked if he didn't. He's been out of trying to buy Amazon, hopefully, you know, 10 years ago, which let's, let's be honest, we all would have done that, right? Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see. Time will tell. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I feel not wrong. I feel like I understand this business, this this position well enough to know that I can do, I can put a lot of money in it and still sleep at night. Well, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my money in to Alibaba because no, I, I like you said, like it, even if it goes up two, three percent, it's still a win for me. It's a relatively cheap stock and it's going to grow, and that's what I'm looking for. Well, I don't think it's going to go down drastically, but even so, it's just there's too many future good things that are happening for that business for it to be very unlikely that it's going to just go through, you know, challenge after challenge. It should be able to go through goal after goal, I would imagine. That's about right. the probabilities, anyway. All right, we're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, uh, Lloyd. How about you let them know where they can find you and follow you and all that fun stuff? Yeah, I think the best way is just uh, follow me on Instagram at Lloyd James Ross is my Instagram handle. Um, and uh, listen to the podcast. Money grows on trees. The number one Australian podcast for finance. Yeah. Go produced yeah. by the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better, who happens to be myself. Yeah. Um, Self promo right there. Um yeah, guys, uh, you can find me on Instagram at podcaster Phil Better. Uh, I post my clients wind and sometimes uh, stuff to help you get your podcast growth and automated and all that fun stuff. But this is Stock Dirty to me, the number one podcast for beginner investors to help you understand the stock market uh, hosted in the stock market for beginners group that you can find on Facebook. So I want to thank everybody who tuned in live and everybody who watches the replay. And we will see you next Thursday at 7.30 yep. Eastern Standard Time. I thank you so much and have a great week. Bye.